Hey, how's everybody doing? Uh, my name's Chris. I'm here with Ethan, and you're listening to Best Bad Bets. Um, Ethan, do you have anything to say before we start? No, I mean, overall, just kind of going over, looking at my last, looking at this past week, it was pretty good for me overall. Um, did pretty well. Um, with, hit a lot of my parlays between uh, the Bundesliga and La Liga and Premier League. Um, so overall pretty well. Uh, just one tough loss this week was really Liverpool. Uh, should probably look into it more, but Liverpool really killed me with that draw that they had today against Everton. Um, and then UFC wasn't that great, but I, I lucked out by focusing more on Peyton compared to some of the other bouts that didn't go a lot of people's way. How about you, Chris? Nice, nice. Um, so, I mean, this was a very so-so week for me. Again, I hit it. I was really rough on the Liverpool loss. That one hurt me bad. Um, along with UFC, too. So, in UFC this week, I bet real heavy on Roosevelt Roberts. I'm a big fan of that kid. Love his long, lanky arms and his guillotines and stuff like that. But I also did hit it pretty nicely with some other things. I had a parlay this week, a La Liga parlay with uh, Celta Vigo, Real Madrid, and Valencia, which hit, which was, that was very nice. Along with a Hoffenheim bet over Augsburg that I hit at plus 170. So I was big on that. Um, Ethan, do you want to break down uh, the Bundesliga real quick for me? Yeah, Chris. So this is the last week of the Bundesliga season. Uh, better late than never. Uh, as we try to figure out sports through this COVID-19 phase uh, here in America, yeah, we have yet to figure it out, but we'll get there eventually. Um, so Bayern Munich has already secured the title in the Bundesliga. They're, they're, it's done. Uh, there's really just down to three teams left fighting for the last two spots in the, to play in the UEFA Championship. Um, so the teams we got a lot of fighting are Leverkusen, Mocking uh, Lawback, and RB Leipzig. Uh, Leipzig has pretty much secured it. They only need a draw to clinch, and they play Augsburg. Um, even if they lose, they clinch based on goal differential, so it's really just down to Mocking Lawback and Leverkusen. Mocking Lawback, they need to, a draw to clinch, and they play Hertha Berlin. Uh, Mocking Lawback will win the tiebreaker. Uh, against Leverkusen because they have a better goal differential. So Leverkusen needs to win their game this week and actually get help from Hertha Berlin, who did beat them last week. So we'll see We'll see how this Bundesliga goes. Uh, the first matchup we're going to break down is going to be Union Berlin versus Dusseldorf. Dusseldorf, they're looking. They're still fighting for things. They need a draw to prevent Bremen uh, from jumping from jumping them in the standings and then automatically relegating Dusseldorf. So, and then both these teams have not really played great defense. They've only shut out Paderborn. And Paderborn is the worst team in the Bundesliga. They've already been relegated for some for a couple weeks now. Um, yeah, they've really hit the tough spots. Exactly, Chris. And then Dusseldorf has scored in every game, um, even when they played Bayern Munich. So their offense is there. Um, New York Berlin was just shut out by Hoffenheim. Um, and Hoffenheim's a pretty decent team, and Dusseldorf is not that same caliber by any means. So for me here, I like both teams to score at minus 175. I'm looking to probably play in a unit, a unit and a half on this one. I just really think both their de- these defenses aren't that great. Um, and then both teams are, are, are really going to find the back of that in this one. Yeah, I, I, I like that assessment. Um, here, I think that Union Berlin definitely is a more appealing take for me than Dusseldorf. Just because um, in the Bundesliga, they rank 12th, while Dusseldorf ranks 16th. And... Um, I think Hoffenheim's a really great team. I think I think they're they should be in the top five 
while the, I think they rank at seventh right now, I think that Hoffenheim is a better team than most people give them. Um, do you have anything else about this this matchup? I mean, I, I just find it hard to pick a side, um, just because Union Berlin is they're they're not playing for anything at this point. They're kind of just they're kind of just playing to finish out the season, or just or no team wants to be regulated, uh, relegated. Just because once you're relegated, you lose that spotlight. Yeah, that's, um, that's very true. So, so for me, it's just it's just hard to pick, um, just because like these teams have kind of been inconsistent as well during as during these uh, last fixture. So I, I just really like both teams to score here. I mean, I just think, I just think it's to me it's it's the safest bet. Um, we'll just have to wait and see when they play it out. Nice, nice. So I see you uh, have Gladbach and Hertha up next. What do you want to tell me yeah, about so that? I, so I mean, Chris, this this game's just just pretty simple. Gladbach, if they win, they're they're in. Um, so and Hertha just ended their three their three match losing streak against Leverkusen, which was a shocking loss and actually kind of hurt me a little bit. Um, but I just, Hertha, Hertha has a new coach, has a new coach on their team. Um, he's, he's looked really well, um, in this second, in this, uh, restart of the season. Um, but Gladbach has their goal of hitting that UEFA championship. Um, there's a reason the line hasn't been minus 345. Um, Gladbach dominated this one, uh, in their last, in the reverse picture. They had five shots on target, holding Hertha to zero. Um, and then Gladbach unfortunately just failed to find the back of the net as this game and then a nil-nil draw. But with something really on the line for Gladbach, I just don't see how you can bet against them. So right. I mean, I, I personally think this is a great, a great spot. Um, I would probably use this as a parlay piece just because 345 is a little juiced in my opinion uh, for me to take alone. But if you're willing to pay up to that price, I don't, I wouldn't see how a problem with it. Right, right. Man, I, I don't know about this one. I, I feel like Hertha, as of recently, has been kind of hot. Especially with uh, I think I think they uh, they beat Leverkusen last week, which is a a big win for them. I think it's a little more risky than most people think. But moving on, so, so you, so you see Gladbach lose it here, or you see or you see him draw and just get. I, I see it more of a draw, of, of a draw. In the past, when I bet on Gladbach, it, it it just hasn't gone well for me, and I'm a little hesitant to just throw it all on them. But I I, I I see that Chris. I mean, Gladbach has screwed me in the past, I, and I get that. I totally see that. But they, these past, I mean, these past three matches, they played well. I mean, they lost to Bayern two one, but Bayern Munich, Bayern Munich, we yeah, they're, we, they're they dominant. Them and then this past, and then the past two games, they've outscored uh, their opponents six to one. So I mean, they're looking, they're looking, they're looking good to me. They're picking up at the end of the season. They're picking up in their last three. Um, I just. I just don't see Hertha having enough to play for, um, so that's that's just my take. But I mean, well, like I said, we'll just, all these games we'll just have to wait till the players hit the pitch and we see how we see how the ball rolls. Yeah, I man. I like this Wolfsburg Bayern Munich game, Chris. Yeah, so you dude. To tell me. I, I like this Wolfsburg Bayern Munich game a lot, even though I know Bayern isn't playing for anything at the end of the season. I mean, just seeing how dominant they are uh, since the break, like. It, it's hard not to not to bet with them. I mean, the last match between Bayern and Wolfsburg uh, was before the break. It was on December twenty first, resulted in a two zero Bayern win. And I mean, no game since February 9th has Bayern had anything less than a loss. And I I, I honestly just see him continuing the continuing that. I mean, as of right now, this is Sunday. 
the lines at Bayern minus 130 and Wolfsburg at 300. And I just see them finishing out the season, or yeah, or I mean, yeah, the season strong like this. Um, what do you think, man? I mean, I, I like the take. I mean, Bayern, I mean, we've seen Bayern, they're a dominant team. They're, yeah, they, they, the there's nothing else besides like, they've, won, they've won eight years in a row. Like, you, you can't argue with that. Uh, I just, I mean, they've already broken their goal record that they were going for. Uh, they broke it last week um, by having the most goals of the season in the Bundesliga. There's there's really nothing left to play for. I mean, granted, we don't know when the next time we're going to see Bayern Munich on the pitch. So I can see them not resting players, but at the same time, they have nothing to play for, so I can see them resting players. Um, but I do like Byron. So I, I like Byron in this game. It's just, it's just to me, it's too risky to touch. That's just, I just, I just don't know who's going to be out on the pitch for Byron. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You do really have to worry about players being rested, things like that. Um, just yes, I could see Byron as a live bet, uh, possibly watching the game. Uh, seeing seeing who's on the pitch and maybe looking at this looking at this match a little closer to the week again. Yeah, yeah, that that's a take I really like there. But uh, moving on, so we got Frankfurt and Panderborn next, dude. I'm just going Panderborn money line. Like they're not going to lose. I mean, not oh, sorry. Frankfurt is not going to lose to Panderborn. I, I I can't see it happening. Panderborn's going to be relegated. I just I, mean, I, I can't I see it either. Yeah. I agree, I agree with your take, Chris. I mean, Paderborn, they're, they're, they're not good. I mean, they're, they're going to be relegated. Um, Frankfurt has looked really good in their last seven. Uh, they're 4-2-1. and one. Um, They've looked really well. They lost their reverse fixture, but this is this Frankfurt team's looking a lot different. Yeah. Um, so I, I like them to win this game easy at minus 245. I'd probably parlay this with something just to make it a little bit of better because um, I think it's a really good good spot for Frankfurt. Um, and yeah. I also the, this like this sorry sorry the, this I would throw in with your uh, Gladbatch bet honestly the, those two teams look really good together yeah I like those a lot I agree that would be a good I agree that would be a good parlay I like to parlay two teams typically um, when I'm doing soccer two teams that I think are gonna really do well and win um, three team parlays there's always that one guy that doesn't perform. Uh, I saw we saw it in UFC this week. Uh, there was always that one guy that didn't perform in the parlay. Um, so I think two teams are it's a little bit safer, um, and you can still make good money on it. Um, so and then for if you're looking to throw, look at it over under for this game, I would say under 3.5 goals in this game. Um, I see this being more of a 2-0 win or a 2-1 win for Frankfurt. Uh, I think this is really good odds actually. My minus 105 right now on Sunday. Um, you're pretty almost looking at doubling your money uh, right away on this, and I just I just don't see this this game becoming a shootout. Paderborn, they, they're 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 done. They're, yeah, so you yeah. can put a fork in them and just let them let it stay there. <laughs> put a fork in them, exactly, man. I love to hear it. Anyway, so next match, Werder and Colm, dude. Werder and Colm. See, I I have you said here that you think both teams are going to score, and I agree with that. But there's something about Colm. Whenever, whenever I say Colm, they either disappoint me or whenever I bet against Colm, I lose. And I, I, I can't put a nail in them. And I, I want to hear your take on this whole thing. I agree. Colm has been a tricky one for me, uh, especially when, when we, since we resumed. But Colm has scored in every game 
since the middle of the game resumed, they have they at least have one goal. Um, and they've yet to hold a team scoreless since uh, the second to last game before the break. So I mean, Cold is just they're just they're just they're opening the floodgates on for that to be scored against, and then they're opening the floodgates to score against their opponent. Right. Um, okay. It's just kind of up to the taking. So, so I like your take that both teams will score at minus one ninety five because that that that's what seems what works, you know. I think that yeah, uh, and, right, right, Chris. And then Bremen also you can't Bremen also has to fight for something here because Bremen's not trying to get relegated. Um, they were looking to play for the relegation for the in the relegation playoff and give them another matchup uh, with uh, the number three team in Bundesliga two. Uh, to try to stay in Bundesliga, so right. there's there's not out of it. They're still fighting, um, so I just see both teams scoring here. Just because Cologne has yet to not like, I'm, I like I don't like to buck the trend. You 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 ride the trend and take and take rake that money in maybe until <laughs> rake until it the in. trend stops and then and then once the trend stops, you're like okay cool. I I lost a little bit, but hey, I still won all that dough earlier. I can move on and be happy. You know, it. you got, it's a, this, this whole this, this betting is a game. You got give and take. Yep. So when betting is giving you this trend, you just got to ride and take it. Love it, love it. All right. So uh, the the next thing we both have opinions on is Leverkusen and Mainz. How how do you feel about yeah. this? Well, actually, I'll, I'll lead yeah, off. Chris. I'll lead off with saying both of these teams for me, Leverkusen is in the, is in the top tier of teams. But it seems to me whenever I take Leverkusen, I'm always disappointed. And whenever I don't take Mainz, I'm always disappointed as well. So I'm feeling like there could be the possibility for a Mainz upset here. And like I I, I know the line said at minus 375 for Leverkusen. But I just don't know. Enlighten me a little bit here. I mean, it's tough. It's really tough with Leverkusen, especially after... Everybody liking Leverkusen this past this past table, uh, where they lost two nil to Hertha Berlin, uh, which is really shocking because people because Leverkusen was looking good to start uh, at what to, uh, at the start of this this resume play and everybody was starting to ride them. We thought they were possibly going to overtake Gladbach. They did for one week, um, and to me, it's just it's hard to not bet on a team when they're fighting for they're fighting for something. Our minds is kind of just like, all right, the season's over. It's our last match. Yeah, we don't know when we're going to play, but it's our last match. We're just going to go out there and enjoy, and enjoy playing soccer. Or Leverkusen, they have, they have hopes on the line here, um, that, that and that would be true. big for Leverkusen, especially because they're trying to become one of those top teams. Okay. Um, so I mean, minus three seventy five is good, but I, I I do I do like what you're saying, Chris, with minds, uh, just because we we're a little unsure of Leverkusen. We. We see some good, we see some bad. It's really tough. I like that. I like that. I don't know, man. After you're, you're talking about how Leverkusen has something to play for and Mines doesn't, like maybe maybe I want to go with Leverkusen. I'm, I'm, I'm really on the fence about this one, and uh, anybody listening should really be on the fence about this one as well. I don't think it'll be as easy for Leverkusen as many people think it will be. Anyway, I agree with that. And then if if then if you're if you're like a little unsure about sides, you can always look at the over under in this game, Chris. And I really I really like the under at three point five here. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I agree right with now. that. I just I just don't see. I I personally think Leverkusen will be at the top of the game because they're fighting for something. But I do see how this is a tough game. But I just don't see this 
this game becoming four nil, uh, Leverkusen over Mines. I don't see Mines blowing out Leverkusen. I don't really see Mines scoring two goals to Leverkusen's two to win it. I really just think it's going to be like a two one. Yeah, uh, I agree with the two one. One nothing. I I just don't see this being a high scoring game. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I I think the three point five under is a very reasonable bet to take on this. Yeah, that, Chris, that, that might be in my best really bets like of the day. What, wait, oh, what'd, sorry, you Chris, what'd you say? Oh, I'm, I'm saying the 3.5 goals in this game might be one of my best bets this week. I, I like that a lot. I like that a lot, actually. I, I, like, I like what you're thinking. Uh, so, Chris, I see like this Dortmund-Hoffenheim game. So, tell me what you're thinking about this one. I haven't. I didn't want really to take... Look at too much into this one. So I'm interested to hear your take on it. Okay, okay. So, so this is kind of crazy. All right, this is my uh, my reach game for the week. So, while Dortmund is the favorite, I think that Hoffenheim might be able to pull through this match, just because uh, Hoffenheim's on a two-game winning streak, and the last two games they scored seven goals against uh, 12th-ranked uh, FC Berlin and a uh, 15th-ranked Augsburg. And um, while I know those two teams aren't second-ranked Dortmund, um, the last game that Hoffenheim played against Dortmund, they won 2-1. to one. So, I mean, Dortmund does bully the mid- and lowly teams, but we've seen Hoffenheim do this before, and in the, in this, uh, since the break, we've seen Dortmund lose a match 2-0 to zero to Mainz who's ranked 13th. So, I mean, I think this one is going to be a lot closer unless Dortmund really brings heat. So, how do, how do See, you I feel like about this? I, I, I like your take on this. Because Dortmund, they, they, they're, they're locked at two. Uh, they're, they, they're not going to pass Byron. They, they lost that chance when they lost them in the reverse fixture a couple weeks ago. Right. And then... I, I, I didn't realize Hoffenheim has scored seven goals. Yeah, it's not the best of the opponents in the Bundesliga, but seven goals is is a, is a lot is a lot of goals. Um, so I do th- I do like Hoffenheim as a sneaky possible upset. Um, and then Dortmund, just looking at them in the past, they're not great in the first half. They're the second half team. Yeah, honestly. Um, Even in that extra Hoffenheim's time, a big first half team. Yeah. But anyway, about this one, my best bet is for both teams to score. I think that Hoffenheim jumps out to an early lead, maybe scores a goal in the first half, and then a goal in the second half. Dortmund might score, well, well, score one. Let's say score one in the second half. So that's my best bet for for this game. I, I really like that, Chris, that both, both teams to score here. I do think Hoffenheim, they give up a decent amount of goals. Um, in the Bundesliga, and then I and then Dortmund is just is a solid team. They're the number two team for a reason. So yeah, you see, they have been shut out, but I do see them at least getting at least one goal in, in the back of the net. Now we got our last game in the Bundesliga uh, that Chris that Chris is really interested in too. It's got Augsburg versus RB Leipzig. So Chris, break down this last Bundesliga game of the whole Bundesliga season for us. All right, man. Uh, Augsburg and Leipzig. Uh, dude, I think uh, Rebel Leipzig is going to win. Um, the last meeting they had before the break, Leipzig won 3-1. Uh, to one. That was on December 21st. And, um, like, I don't know. I think uh, Leipzig is second in the Bundesliga right now, Ethan, right? 
No, Leipzig is third. Oh, third, third. Stand corrected. Third, but Augsburg is 19th now. And I really think that... I th- wait, uh, hold up, I'm sorry. 15th, 15th. But I, I really think that Leipzig is really going to show out in this game and uh, and, and win, honestly. I, the line's set at minus 240 for Leipzig and Augsburg at plus 600. Yeah, Chris, I actually really like this line, this, this line for Leipzig. Because uh, as I've been saying this, through this whole breakdown of the Bundesliga, there's a lot of teams, this is the last match, there's a lot of teams fighting to make, to either avoid relegation or to make the champion to, to have a spot in the UEFA Championship next, next season, and Leipzig they can secure the third their third spot with a draw, and at minimum. And I just don't think Augsburg's that great. They haven't shown much this season. They don't have anything to play for. It's the it's the last game of the season for them. Or Leipzig's really trying to they can secure that third spot. That just gives them one better ranking uh, in the UEFA Championship tournament. Uh, so I actually really do like Leipzig here at minus 240. I think it's a little generous. Um, and I do expect a line to, to go to go up and probably be closer to minus 300, um, minus 320. Um, I, just, I just don't see Augsburg doing much in this game personally. Yeah, so on Monday morning, when you guys hear this, you better be taking Leipzig right here, right now. Come on, man. <laughs> anyway. So Chris, before we go over to La Liga, uh, I'm just going to – I think my best bet for uh, – for this whole Bundesliga table, I really do like. Uh, I like uh, Union Berlin and Dusseldorf. Both teams score at minus one seventy five. I think that's a real solid bet. Um, and then I'm also going to go with Frankfurt at minus two forty five against Paderborn. I think those are my two locks this week. Um, you got what are your what are your locks of the week? Okay, uh, okay. So so I I really like Werder and Kolm both to score. That's that's one of my favorite ones. Um, I I don't know, man. Bayern Munich hasn't led me wrong since February. <laughs> like hey, I, 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 I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, ride that wave. I gotta ride with them. And I mean, my stretch right now, my stretch is Hoffenheim. Like I, like I really like them a lot. Um, seven goals in the last two games is is really something. And the fact that the last time they played uh, Dortmund, they came out on top. I think people aren't giving them enough credit. Especially at that line at plus three twenty-five, like I think that has a lot of bang for your buck right there. I mean, that... yeah, I agree. So, so do you, you think you're going to play about probably about one unit on Hoffenheim? Yeah, and I think I will. How many units? How many units are you thinking about for uh, Werder Kolm both teams to score here? Uh, Werder Kolm probably one and a half, while Dortmund Hoffenheim is probably a one, yeah, I'm gonna take them at one, and um, Bayern one as well, just because we got a lot of we got a lot of sports to spread this out over. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. It's all about that bankroll. We got you. You got to figure out what you really like and spread it out because we're in a great time of sports where we're getting everything I want. Yeah, this is so a really crazy really time. Spots here. All so right. We'll move over to La Liga now. Um, the first game we're going to break down is Leganes versus Granada. Uh, Chris, who are you liking this game? Dude, I'm liking Granada. Um, so I, it's been a while between these two teams have played, but a year ago, uh, Granada won one to zip. And another thing about this is uh, Leganes lost four of their last games at home. 
And I know that was before the break, but still, that's a that's important to take account of just because home games before the whole COVID thing were different than home games now. Very um, true, sir. Very true. Yeah. The, the last thing I want to make note of is Granada is ranked above Leganes in La Liga um, by a pretty large amount. Um, so they're ranked 10th in La Liga while Leganes is at 19th. So... I'm a little confused as to why the line for Leganes is plus 130, while for Granada it's plus 270. So that's why, if you're if you're trying to multiply your money real quick, I'm taking Granada. I'm thinking they're going to come out strong in this game and uh, really give it to Leganes. How about you, Ethan? What do you think about this? Do you have any opinions? I, I'm, I mean, I'm just shocked by that line. Plus 275 for the 10th best team in La Liga against the 19th, and we're getting plus 275. That's that's just that's just I think the books might have might have screwed up on that one. Um, I mean Granada, Granada's they're they've been playing they've been playing okay. Or Leganes is they're nineteenth in the table for a reason, and the fact that they're four of the last sixteen home as home favorite they've lost, and the home side and being the home team does not mean as much as it used to. We saw this in the Bundesliga, where the home team did not win as many games as the away teams did. So I really do like Granada here at plus 270. Um, I might have to say this might be my one of my favorite bets in the La Liga for this for this round of uh, for this week of La Liga matches. Yeah, dude, I already took it, and it's uh it's still uh Saturday here or Sunday, excuse me, still Sunday here. <laughs> oh, but I, I guess this is tomorrow, so never mind. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, so. We covered that one. How about you tell me about uh, Getafe and Valio Dolid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Getafe versus, versus Valladolid. So the, Getafe does not look good. They really haven't. They're 0 1 and 2, or Valladolid has looked okay. They're 1 0 1. I wrote this while Atletico Madrid game was, uh, was on and it was 0 0. I believe they wound up losing that game uh, 1 1 uh, 1 0. So they're 1 1 and 1. So they lead to have a win um, in the reverse fixture. Getafe won 2-0, but I personally think it should have been a draw. You know, Chris, it was 1-1. I, I just what I really think the score should have been or a 1-0 win for Getafe. The second goal came in the early third, minute. Uh, and if you watch that game, Valdez was playing very aggressive, trying to draw this game up, and kind of took away some out some of their defenders. So they were kind of weak in the backside and gave up a second goal to kind of end the game. Okay. Um, Al Delid here, I really like at plus 0.5, plus one, aging handicap at minus 250. I just think, I don't see Val Delid losing by two goals here. And I, Katafi just hasn't impressed me. It, that's really what I'm backing on, where Val Delid just looked somewhat okay. They played Atletico Madrid as one of the better teams, and they lost one nothing. Okay, so I, I have a slight counter argument for you. Um,. So since since the break, all these teams teams come out looking rusty, like teams that you wouldn't expect coming out rusty, like Liverpool for for example. That one really messed me up this week. But as we go on, I feel like teams are going to really find their rhythm and come out stronger than the first week because we're only basing all this stuff off the first week. So that's one thing that worries me just about about your take. Um, 
but I do like the spread that you have there. You you didn't take the money line. I like the spread just because, um, you know, I, I feel like draws in soccer always kind of fall in my favor. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, and I can see that choice. I mean, Tat Face is 15 in the table for, in the La Liga standings uh, for a reason. Or Valdez is 15 out of 20. So I can totally see that. Uh, I just... To me, they haven't impressed me uh, in the first couple games. Ormel Delit has looked somewhat okay. I mean, they played Atletico Madrid tough. Atletico Madrid is a really good team. They're number three right. on the table. And Val Delit was able, they lost, but they lost 1 0. It's not like they got blown out. They lost 3 0. I just, and I wouldn't say this is like this is like my lock. I would not say this is my lock. Uh, I guess it's more of a lean for me personally. But I do like Val Delit here with that, with that, with that spread instead of the money line. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, so let's move on to the next one when, where I think we can both agree on this one, right? So oh, our next 100%. one, our next one is Barcelona versus the Athletic Club. So I'm taking Barcelona to win. This one was one of my locks that I've written down uh, earlier this week, and I don't have much to say about it except the odds are forever in Barcelona's favor. And Athletic Club uh, hasn't impressed me so far. Too much. What do you, What do you think about it? I I, I totally agree. So the La Liga. T- so for everybody listening, the Liga table, the league, La Liga table, comes down to two teams: Barcelona and Real Madrid, and they are neck to neck. They are neck to neck. It's a They're close one. Sixty-five points. Real Madrid right now is one, and I just see these teams fighting back and forth between the between as we move through these weeks of La Liga. Where they're going to try to keep pace with one another, and Barcelona, they, yeah, they they drew against Sevilla. Sevilla is a really good team. They're top, I think, I believe they're fourth in the standings. Yeah, they're four, and so it was a tough. It was a good matchup, and with Real Madrid increasing the pressure, I expect them to bounce back. And they're gonna, and I just don't see Athletic Club really doing much to stop Barcelona's way personally. I like Barcelona's minus two ninety uh, right now. Uh, it's a little juiced, uh, in terms of it's a little hefty uh, line for me to lay by itself. I can really see parlaying this with Real Madrid because I just don't see these, either of these teams losing personally. I love that parlay. Especially, I love the parlay with Barcelona and Real Madrid, especially due to who Real Madrid plays. So on the 24th, Real Madrid plays Mallorca, and they're at minus 800 right now. So, I mean... It's hefty. Yeah, it, it's, it's a hefty line. And... Um, so as Ethan said before, they're they're in the running for the La Liga title. They're right up there with Barcelona, and this this could be one of those those two team parlays that Ethan was talking about, where he said you should run two teams at once, like a parlay together, right? Do you have anything else to say yeah. about that one? Like I I, mean, I, I totally I just I totally agree. Like I said, these two teams are are fighting are fighting for the title, and I just don't see them losing. And I see them pushing each other to the pedal, pedal to the metal until until we had hit the last week, and we see where the dust settles. Real Madrid also lost in their reverse fixture, one nothing, to Mallorca, which was, which is pretty surprising. You see how Mallorca is nineteenth in the table, so Real Madrid is going to avenge this match. I see, I don't see how they lose how they lose this game or draw. I see this being at minimum probably a two nothing a two nothing game. You can probably look at the money, uh, the spread here. If you don't like the minus eight hundred, you can probably get the spread a little bit better. 
Uh, I believe the spread right now is it's actually at minus two, minus two point five. So if you really, if you think Real Madrid's going to beat them for nothing, uh, you could go that route, or you could play a little bit higher and play minus one point five, and you and that'll be at minus two forty, which isn't terrible compared to minus eight hundred on the money line there, Chris. Right. Right. My opinion, though, I, I'm still just taking a money line Real Madrid and throwing that in a parlay. I love my parlays. I, I feel like they pan out better for me than uh, the spreads do. But that's just me. Anyway, so as we move on to the 28th, Celta Vigo plays Barcelona. And I'm a big fan of Celta Vigo after this uh, this past weekend. They beat Alaves, I believe, Alaves, 6-0. But... I mean, this is Barcelona. It's it's not some middle of the pack team, you know. Ethan, what do you think? I totally agree. Did, did not one shock that they won six nothing. Did not realize that. I actually kind of like Alaves as a team as a whole. Oh, um, they beat the brakes off them. Shocked won six nothing. I lost six. I beat Alaves six nothing. Well, like I stated earlier, Barcelona and Real Madrid are fighting. They're they're neck and neck, and you can't bet against it. The if you're like, if it's a tough matchup for Barcelona, say it's like a top five team, I see you doing draw no bet with Barca uh, to kind of cover yourself a little bit. But when Barcelona is playing the sixteenth ranked team, you got to take Barcelona money line at minus two five. To me, that's a little low in my opinion. I think it should be more close to minus three hundred, minus four hundred. And you can also look at minus one here, Barcelona. So I think Barcelona wins two nothing, three one in that kind of line. So I think it's a solid bet. Minus one point five isn't bad either. It's plus one forty, which is a huge, huge, which is that's like delicious. Huge, like, plus that's delicious. Plus money on the bet. I, th- I think I, I think I might take that honestly. I like while Cito Vigo just put put the hammer on uh, Alaves. I like Barcelona a whole lot. Like I mean, they're at the top of their their class for a reason. Like there's no reason that they don't win by two here, in my opinion. Totally, my, my humble totally opinion. Agree. And you got and you you have to remember the schedule for the Liga is gruesome. It's like the English, uh, it's like the English Premier League, where you're going to be playing two games a week. And the better, the bigger teams with all that depth, like Barcelona, Real, uh, Sevilla, Atletico Madrid, these teams have such big depth that they're able to summon guys and stay a lot fresher compared to these smaller teams like Celta Vigo, Leganes, Mallorca, where they have a couple they have they have a couple guys they can bring off the bench. They have a couple others more for, as a reserve factor, and it's just it, it's going to be tough as we get further and further down into the later weeks of this season. Very true, very true. All right, for this next game, I do not have a take. I think this one's like fairly even. Ethan, tell me what you got here. So yeah, I agree. I just, I think this game's pretty even. Athletic Club is like okay. It's kind of the resume play where my art has just failed to keep the ball for a decent portion of the game. And it doesn't look good to play against the uh, athletic club here. Uh, the reverse, the athletic club failed to get shots on target. They should have won the game. Uh, instead of a drew nil nil. My workers' home record is a little under 500, so they're not the best home team. And the athletic club actually, which is shocking to me, is they draw 12 times so far in, the, in this season, and eight of which were away. And we got athletic club here away, so I kind of like the draw of this one plus 350. I think I can see athletic club winning this game. But plus 350 on the draw, I think it's a really nice number. I can see myself playing one unit 
similar to your Hoffenheim back press, where it's a it's a sneaky lead that you have, and you just you're just like it just speaks out to you. There's like this this, this number's too good for what for this matchup that we're that we're seeing in pole. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that. Like, um, I don't know. I mean, I I like. I like the, I love the sneaky bet as always I love it, but here Athletic Club, I feel like they just they just ran superior to Mallorca here. Kind of, kind of a little hesitant to to throw money on that one. Um, yeah, I, I can see that. Like I I can see you being people being hesitant with how bad Mallorca is on the ta- in, in the standings, especially, especially off a of break too. Very true. But personally, you have you you have at some point you get there's these sneaky there's these sneaky plays or as you like to call them very cheeky and I just this draw here at plus three fifty is just really sneaky to me with Athletic Club versus Mallorca they drew their last one Athletic Club failed to, failed to find the net they are a team that likes to draw a lot you like I said eight times of which have been away I just I it's it's a sneaky lead for me here okay okay I I I like the draw the sneaky draw. All right, on to, our, on to our last La Liga game, match, whatever you want to call it. We have Real Madrid and Espanyol. Dude, I'm, uh, there isn't much for me to say about this one. I like Real Madrid. I, I don't think that... I, I'm pretty sure Espanyol is the 20th ranked team in La Liga. I'm not going to bet against Real Madrid, especially while they're in the hunt that first place seat, you know what I mean? I totally agree there, Chris. For me personally, I'm going to be back in Real and Barca all the way till the end of the season. Yeah, because it's just teams, neck and neck. Like I said, these teams, keep they're fighting for it. They're, they want that championship, and they're neck and neck right now. They're tied. It's they're, well, I think Real has the lead based on goal differential, but they're tied in points at 65. And they're going to keep fighting until they play each other later on in the, in the reverse fixture later in the season. And Real at minus one eighty five looks like it's steal. Like I'm taking this as a lock and running to the bank and just and just already taking my money. <laughs> I also like minus one here, minus one fifteen. Like yeah, this this matchup is for next Saturday. But if we can grab this at minus one eighty five super early, it, it, to me it's a steal. I just don't see why why I wouldn't place this bet. Right, right. I, I'm with you on that. I love the minus one eighty five. I'm a little hesitant on the spread just because it's. I, I hate the spread for soccer. At least, it, it's something that that always gets me. Whenever I take the spread, it never hits. So I'm I'm passing on I the totally spread. There, I'm passing on the spread, I but totally money line the hammering the money line here. I love it. I totally agree. Spreads spreads are tough in soccer. Yeah, man. There, there's those some games where you're just like, there's just no way. Like there's just no <laughs> way Espanol's gonna get a goal in Real. Real's one and Espanol's twenty. There's just no way. I, 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 or there's just no way that Espanol doesn't at least lose by two here. Okay, okay. All right, since, since we've reached the end of our uh, La Liga locks, quotes, around locks, why don't, why don't you tell me what your favorite ones are so far? Yeah, so that, that last match we just went against with Real at minus 25 is a lock for yeah, me. That, that, yeah, it's, same. It's, it's, hammer it's, it's that one huge. in. Hammer that in. I'm, I'm, I'm also going to probably hammer Barcelona at minus two hundred five against Celta Vigo, and then I'm honestly I could I'm, I'm it'd be a really cheeky parlay, Chris. I mean you're a parlay man, but I love parlay my parlays. Barcelona versus Real, Barcelona Real, Barcelona and Real parlay all four together. Dude, honestly, 
that that's not a bad one. I was thinking, I was thinking, in my humble opinion, Real Madrid, their last game, uh, Barcelona versus Celta Vigo, and then Leganes Granada, Granada to win. I think that Granada can add a whole lot of good value to your parlay, but it's the risk. It's the risky one in that in that in that group of three. So I mean, take uh, that as you will. But Granada plus two seventy is, is very is very enticing. That's so tasty. I, I, I like your parlay there, Chris. That is tasty. All right. So um, as we move on to the EPL, the English Premier League, Ethan, I know I know you had a whole lot of takes in the in the first half of the week, and most of my takes happened in the second half. So why don't you leave this one off? All right. So we got our first matchup. Monday, uh, Man City versus Burnley. Man City's minus 850 in this game. To me, Man City's a lock. Here, I, here, you want to hear something? I don't, it's that. I don't <laughs> that's my lock. It's my lock. I, <laughs> knock, knock it in the books. It's my lock. I, like, I trust in them too. Go for it. Yeah, I mean, I already, I already put them in a parlay with uh, the Chelsea game that ended today, and that that one hit. So, Man City, knock on wood, they they bring this home, which they usually should. I'll see my parlay cash. I also really like Man City here, Chris, to shut out Burnley. Man City has shut out fifty percent of the time at home. In the reverse fixture, they also shut out three 0 uh, Man City shut out Burnley is only minus one twenty, so it's 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 not bad. And then Man City to win and both teams to not score is at minus one twenty five. So if you're if you're a favor if you're in favor of Burnley getting shut out, you can look to play both of these and get good money because we all everybody knows Man City's win this game. We all know it's a like Chris said it's a lock. Lock. So it's lock. really just looking at some of your prop bets that you can get at to get a better number because minus 850 is hard if you're not is a is a big number to pay up for if you're not trying to parlay parlay it with something. So these these prop bets of a shutout is, is pretty sneaky in my opinion. So so here here's my one thing with Man City shutting out the opponents. I I think they're gonna win, but the shutout. It scares me a little bit, honestly, just because we're coming off a break. And my biggest thing today is I'm the break guy. After seeing Liverpool today, just just take the L, not not the L, but take the draw with uh, Everton. I'm worried. Like after seeing a team as dominant as Liverpool, just just take the draw with Everton worries me a little bit. You know, because you can see teams come out a little rusty, and we we still don't. I mean, Chris, I totally understand your rusty take. Like, I, I totally get that. But Man City did not look rusty. They won. They did not. They did Arsenal. not. They did not. That is very true. They won three nothing against Arsenal, and Arsenal is is much better team than Burnley. And a lot of people don't give Arsenal as much credit as I think they deserve. So I I, mean, I definitely City, don't. Arsenal is trash. <laughs> I, I kind of like the shutout here. Okay. Okay. I like it. I can dig it. I can dig it. Um, All right, so the next game we got here is uh, Leicester City versus Brighton on the 23rd, so it'll be Tuesday. Uh, to me personally, I lean Leicester, Leicester City. Uh, 10 on the 15 home games for Leicester, they score two or more goals. And 9 on those 15 home games, Leicester City wins. So a home field advantage we have seen is not met as much with the, the no crowds and no fans in these games. The Leicester City loves the home loves the home court advantage no matter what. Brighton is only only won, also only won twice away, so they're not a good away team. They so are. I like, I like Leicester aren't. City to win here, and also like over one point five goals. 
and if you and those together is at plus one fifteen. Now that's a nice number to me. That's plus money, and we all agree Leicester City is going to win, and they score two more goals, ten out of fifteen home games. It's sixty six percent of the time. I just don't see it. I just don't see me taking this one against this. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't have much to say. I think you covered a whole lot of it. I'm big on Leicester City. Um, I mean, this this past week, Bright, uh, Brighton beat Arsenal, but Leicester City's better than Arsenal, and I, and I think they walk away with it. Same same as you for the most part. Like I, I don't have much to say about this one. I I agree with what you have said so far. And then and then and just uh, some other prop bets, Chris, that I kind of liked here. Uh, you can do, you can take the the uh, the spread if you like Leicester City a lot at minus one, plus one twenty five. So again, plus money there, even better than my 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 personal opinion, my one of my locks I think for this EPL this EPL fixtures uh, matches that we have for this week. And then Brighton averages one goal in a game of away for, for the season. So both teams to score here isn't bad either, at minus one twenty five. But I also can see uh, Leicester City shutting up Brighton like they did in the reverse fixture. So that's more of a lean for me. But I, I do like Leicester City to win this one over 1.5 at plus 115. I think it's going to be one of my locks for the EPL. Okay, okay, I like that a lot. All right, so moving on, we have Tottenham and West Ham. Tell me what you think about this. I have no opinions on these two teams just because I am I do not know these two teams very well. So hit me with it. Yeah, so this one's easy, Chris. It's Tottenham. There's just no other. There's no other. There's no other option to look at. In the line, <laughs> okay, man. 50, it's not that bad. Um, can, I'm sure there's some profits out there, but for me, minus 150 just just stuck out to me. I thought that was a little low. West Ham is is on a six road match losing streak, Chris. And six is a and that's a huge. That's a huge losing streak. And Tottenham looked good. Their their roster's at full strength again. Did the layoff. Everybody healed. They got Kane back. They got Sun back. Uh, I like Tottenham to win this game. West Ham is just not good on the road, and they looked really bad against the Wolves this past Sunday when they lost two nil. When they lost two nil, right? Tottenham minus one fifty is a is a is a good number to me. Okay, man, I I might have to tell you on that one just because you make a good argument there. Moving on because we're 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 cutting down on our time here, man. Um, I know there's just so many games, Chris. I know we there's so much the, to break down. Betting is. Fire right now. There's so much stuff to touch on, but all right. So I'm gonna give you my take on Everton and Norwich City. Right off the bat, I'm telling you, Everton wins. Um, I, there's not much to say about it. I think Everton really proved themselves today against Liverpool. They're more ready than I really thought they would be. Just drawing with Liverpool, who has looked so dominant this whole season. Um, I, I really think they yeah. they take this one away from Norwich. Chris, I can see that Norwich is they're the last. Yeah, Norwich is the last ranked team uh, in the, in the Premier League. They're twentieth um, out of twenty. But for me, I don't like a side in this one personally. I do think Everton should win it. I uh, just. That's not what stuck out to me. What stuck out to me was both teams that score here at minus 150. So shocking fact to me is 76% of Norwich's goals come at home. And Everton also only has three road wins this season. Yes, home, home field advantage does not mean as much because there's no fans. Right. But to me, Norwich uh, Norwich is really good at home at least to score in front of the back of the net. 
73% of Everton's home game, away games, excuse me, both teams have scored. And then 60% of Norwich's home games, both teams have scored. The, the statistics to me, just speaking out, both teams have scored here at minus 150. It's, that, I, I like the, you know me, I'm a numbers guy. When the numbers speak out like this, it's, it's hard for me to pass it up. Yeah, I mean, that definitely is a good take. I can't tell you you're wrong about that. They're both over 70%, which is... I, I think that's, that might be one of the best bets for the EPL today. I totally agree, Chris. Yeah. So the, so the next game we'll break down is going to be the Wolves uh, versus Bournemouth. So both these teams fail to score quite often, Chris, in the first half. They, they're just they're just they're a second-half team. So combined record is 1-7. So that means they scored one goal. Both teams for themselves and giving up seven against their opponents. Ouch. And, go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I said ouch. That's a rough record. Yes, it's it not pretty. And then when I'm just and I'm just looking right now at the first fifteen, Bournemouth has yet to score when home at home in the first fifteen minutes of the match, and the Wolves have only scored once in their first fifteen in the first fifteen minutes. This is out of thirty games that these teams have played. So this money line is a little high, Chris. I, I mean, I'm sorry, not this money line. This odds is a little high at minus 345. But I like draw here at the 15-minute mark. I, I would use this as a parlay piece just because minus 345 is a little too high for me to put on one, to put all my money just on that one thing. But I really can par- see parlaying this with a Leicester City win, on that Man City win that we know is a lock against Burnley here, and, and then even with Tottenham possibly because I think Tottenham beats West Ham. I, really, I just really like the draw here at the 15-minute mark. I, I, I like that as well, now that you bring that up. I think that is a key parlay piece. After you say that, that, that one just stands out to me as I should throw that in a parlay with, say, maybe Liverpool, which I'll talk about later, and a Man City bet. Oh, actually, a Leicester City bet. Leicester City bet, yeah, I, I would throw that in a parlay with Liverpool and Leicester City. I think that that that's a pretty tasty one if I I do say so myself. <laughs> I totally agree. And then there's, there's so, so and then if even and then after that 15 minute mark, we would look at just the first half Chris, I also don't see both these teams, or at least the Wolves not to Wolves not to score. Yeah, the Wolves score 72 percent of the time in the second half, but only 27 percent of the time in the first half. That's a huge difference. And yes, Bournemouth is not that great of a team. They're 18th in the table where the Wolves are 6th. So the Wolves are clearly the better team here. So I, the Wolves could possibly score in the first half. But they're, they're a more second-half team. And with us just get, and with them just getting their first couple matches under, the, under their belt after this long break, teams are coming out slower. They're getting a little more, they're a little more sluggish trying to get their feet under them. And then the second half rolls around, they're all ready to go. So I, I can also see the Wolves here not scoring in both halves at minus two forty. Gotcha, gotcha. I, I I think those, I think those are reasonable, in their own right. <clears throat> so if you don't mind, I'm gonna I'm gonna hop on to the next one real quick. Hit me with it, Chris. Next one, uh, Liverpool and Crystal Palace. I'm uh, big on Liverpool here. I think that draw with Everton this week is uh, is really going to be haunting them. And I'm thinking uh, Mo Salah is going to be back this next week. 
and hopefully their team is shaking off any rust after the whole break, the COVID whole the whole COVID thing. So I'm taking money line Liverpool. And I, I haven't actually seen the lines yet, but I'm thinking that the Liverpool line might be increased a little bit just because of that yeah, draw so with Everton. Four seventy five right now for the Liverpool money line, so it's a little it's a little pricey. Okay, okay, okay. I I thought it'd be a little better than that after the Everton draw, but um, I I that that's a parlay piece for me for sure, just because seeing how dominant they were before this whole thing and i mean they're definitely going to come out they're going to come they're going to excuse me they're going to want to come out strong against crystal palace after that everton thing where they scored no goals you know they're really still pushing the, for that uh that first or for the you know what i'm talking about uh the <laughs> uh the championship please. yeah yeah the championship man wow why did that yeah. take me so long to think of that Embarrassing. <laughs> no worries, man. I mean, I, I, I like, I like your take on this, Chris. Crystal Palace is. They, I'm pretty sure they won their their first matchup, their first match. Uh, let me just pull it up real fast. Yeah, so Crystal Palace beat Bournemouth two nothing. But like I said earlier, Bournemouth is they're they're 18th in the table. Liverpool is one. It's a very different opponent. Liverpool they they didn't look the best against Everton. They're shaking it off. But they also don't play well at Everton. They've drawn six in the last seven matches when they go and visit Everton, and so I, I like I like your I like your take on this Liverpool case. All right, so moving on to the next one, we have Southampton and Arsenal. Um, so in the last meeting that these two had, these two teams had, they drew two to two. Um, I, I honestly think this game could be a toss up. Uh, in both their games back, Arsenal lost to. Brighton and Southampton put up three goals to Norwich. So, I mean, Norwich is the 20th ranked team, and they're they're not a great team, and Arsenal lost to also not a great team. So, I, I really think this one could go either way, but I'm thinking the best bet here is for both teams to score, honestly. What do you think, Ethan? I, I, I lean Arsenal in this one, but... It's actually hard for me to lean that way now that I'm thinking about it because Arsenal, they lost to Brighton because 15, I think they lost 2-1, Chris. Yeah. And then they got blown out by Man City. They lost 3 nothing. They, they looked like they knew, looked like they didn't even want to play that game. Whereas best bet is both teams to score. I like it. Southampton's, they're no slouch. They put up three against Norwich, which is 20 rank. But Southampton's a solid team. I really like your take on this with, uh, with both teams to score here. Minus 162 is, is, is a little higher. Uh, than the typical both teams to score, but it just that just gives you more reason to probably like that to like that. Yeah, spot. yeah, exactly. All right, here's my here's my last take for the EPL. Um, it's uh, between Chelsea and Man City. I like Man City in this matchup. Um, so earlier in this week, not not my week, but like, you know. They will play this team. Um, I'm assuming that they're going to be coming off a dominant win over Burnley. And um, so they've had two games under the belt. And whereas Chelsea will only have one game under the belt against Aston Villa, where they didn't have as a dominant win as I thought they would have. Um, I mean, I, I can only assume that they're still working out the their kinks over the break. But I, I can only see uh, Man City dominating Burnley. 
in every way. Um, I think Man City wins this game. They're minus 121 right now versus Chelsea's plus 300. Uh, I think they win 2-1. to one. That's my best guess. And um, the only reason that Man City wouldn't have a scoreline like that is because they have less rest than Chelsea. Just because um, they play Burnley, I believe it's on Monday. Yeah, yeah. yeah they play Burnley on Monday, whereas uh, Chelsea has that extra time off to recuperate from uh, their win over Aston Villa. What do you think about yeah, that? I, 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 like it. I like where your head's at with both teams to score here. We've seen Man City shut out Arsenal. We've, we'll probably see Man City shut out Burnley or if not dominate them to like one goal for Burnley if Man City lets up at the end. Right. Chelsea, they looked, they looked okay. Uh, they did get the win against Aston Villa. It took a little while. They were down one nothing going into the halftime, and then they they scored two goals within within minutes of each other to to win that game and close it out. So I I can see I I do like both teams to score here. I I think Man City wins as a better team, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if Chelsea somehow does get a win or they draw. So I think for me personally, I would need both teams to score here at minus one seventy nine. It's it's a little high. Uh, like I said, with that minus one sixty two in the Arsenal game. Right, but both teams to score here, I think, is my is my favorite of your of your two picks. All right, how about you uh, head us off the last um, EPL EPL game this week? Yeah, so the last EPL game that I looked at and liked was Aston Villa versus the Wolves. I like the Wolves in this spot here a lot. The Wolves are the fifth best team in the Premier League, the fifth or sixth best team in the Premier League. Yeah, they're six now. Um, and Aston Villa's 19. Uh, draw no bet here, minus 300 to me is a solid spot. I, I, take, I, like it, I like the minus 300. It's a little high, but I like the draw no bet to kind of cover myself because there's Aston Villa, they get points at home. They do. 69% of the time, they get, they get points at home. So I can see Aston Villa drawing here uh, with the Wolves, but I can also see the Wolves winning. So if you're Big fan of the Wolves, or you really think SNL is not that good. Wolves here at the, at the money line to win is a solid spot. I believe it's at minus 120, so it's a good number. Uh, but I like the I kind of like to cover myself just with SNL's track record. Hey, uh, also like here is the goals. This is gonna be a goal heavy game, in my opinion. You think? I, I, I truly do. Okay. Okay. So. So the goals here that I like is over two point five, because uh, I was looking for a little, little bit of, little bit of bringing the money in at plus, so a plus one hundred five for the over two point five goals. So Chris, let me bring it down. Aston Villa averages over one goal a game at home. Right. Goals average one point seven away, and then when you combine those averages, this this has a chance of over fifty six percent to hit, as well based on the over under of averaging the Wolves away and Aston Villa home home goals uh, track record. That's so my number, guy. Is a solid spot as a lead for me at plus one hundred five, where I can where I can get my money back and more on this bet. I love it. I love it. That's my that's my number, guy, man. That's my number, guy. Anyway, uh, my favorite here for you is the the draw no bet. Honestly, I, I like that one a lot just because I like the the safety in it. Either my team wins or they don't, but 
if they don't win, I get my money back. You know what I mean? Totally agree, Chris. Yeah. All right, Chris. So give me give me your lock of this EPL uh, week. Oh, I mean, lay it on what you're, what you're taking home to the bank and not even looking, not even checking the score. You so, just know it's gonna be in your pocket. So I I have two locks for for this for this week actually. So my first one is um, Man City versus Burnley. I love that game. I love that game. Drop, fucking, excuse me, drop like four four units on that. I, I'll, I'll take that any day. Um, so so it's a little high though for somebody to say fifty. So what are you gonna parlay it with? Here's the here's the deal breaker. Uh, Liverpool. I like Liverpool a lot too, but. I'll just leave it at Liverpool and Man City. I like I like those two a lot, but I know that they have high odds. But because I'm parlaying them together, like I, I it'll it'll pay out better. That that that's my plan at least. How about you, man? Totally, totally agree. So for me, uh, Man City, I totally agree with it's a lot. For minus fifty, take it to the go go to the go to the bank, take out all your money, drop it on minus fifty, and don't even look at it. You'll just and you'll get returns. Will be great returns. You'll get returns. For me, looking at other games, I like Leicester City versus Brighton. I like Leicester City here a lot. I think they'll win this game. I also think they'll score over 1.5 goals. So those combined uh, on Kazami's and Bovada. So on my so on my site, it's plus 115. Those two, so that's plus money. I think it's a great spot for Leicester City. We saw them dominate Arsenal with 3-0, and Brighton's Brighton's worse than Arsenal. So I, I really like that there. And then I really like. Tottenham here against West Ham. West Ham's doctor on the road. Tottenham looked really good. They look fresh. Their roster's healthy again. And minus 150 to me is low, is too low for this Tottenham team against West Ham. So those are my two locks. They're early. The locks are earlier in the week. Um, but nothing like getting plus money and playing with some house money on some later games. Cause like I said, Chris, there's a lot of sports to bet on. So much. So much, man. Here. So much. Speaking about a lot of sports to bet on, let's move over to UFC this week. UFC this week uh, on the 27th, we got a lot of interesting fights, to say the least. All right. Um, after looking over some of her notes, I, I, I noticed that we agree a lot on the same things, but then we have a couple disagreements here. So uh, I, I'd love to see what you have to think. So. Lead us off with a uh, Poirier and Hooker. Yes, yeah, so of course. This is the main event. This is the fight everybody's gonna be talking about. Right. In this card is Dustin Poirier versus Dan Hooker. Both top guys. Uh, Hooker's last fight was a split decision, Chris, against Felder, where I personally saw this going either way. Hooker was the lucky man on this in this decision, with based off the refs. Um, I really saw Felder could have won that one. Where Poirier's last fight was a loss, but his loss was to be. Khabib Nobody's is being one Khabib. of the best fighters. Nobody's no being one's Khabib. Gonna be this man. It's going to have to be a, a generational talent, in my opinion, to be Khabib. Or Khabib's going to have to be so old that he's just not in the same Khabib that we all I've know seen this dude now. wrestling bears on YouTube. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> he's crazy. He's crazy. You can't, I, like, I, I, I can't. Wrestling, wrestling wild animals. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. I, I don't know about that. Exactly. So then, but, but then before that, Khabib lost, Chris. Poirier was on a six-win streak. Now, that's impressive in the UFC, right. on a six-win streak, where you're just you're going in there, throwing your body, and you're walking out like the, like a champ. 
And for me, when I look at the style of these guys, Poirier is the better boxer and wrestler. And when Poirier, and Poirier being the better boxer and wrestler, he's better than Felder. And Felder should have, in my opinion, should have won the hooker fight uh, when he, when he, when they played. So I like Poirier here, Chris, in this in this main event. It's minus two twenty, so it's a it's a little, it's it's not the best, but minus two twenty isn't crazy to where we saw the blades. Uh, main event this past yeah. Saturday, where it was minus 450. That is very true. we were looking at it. So minus 220 is a pretty good number in the end, actually. And I also lead Poirier to win by KO slash TKO in this fight not to go the distance. I just think Poirier being the better boxer and wrestler, he's going to either knock out Hooker or Hooker's going to get disqualified based on based from possibly from a doctor. So I, I like Poirier a lot in this, in this fight. I, I, I do as well. I think... Um... Um, the better wrestler in a MMA fight really holds the advantage. If you can out-wrestle your opponent, you can put him in all kinds of locks and things like that, which really push towards your win. Um, I also have to go Poirier, um, the Poirier win at least. I don't know about TKO or KO, but I, I'm saying Poirier here. All right, Chris, now break down this co-main event for me. So we got Mike Perry versus Mickey, Mickey Gal. Uh, I was a little undecided on this one, so let's, I'd love to hear your take. All right, so I, I kind of, when I was doing my research on this before, I was flip-flopping either one. I, I originally had written down Mickey Gall, but in the end, I chose Mike Perry to win. Um, he's the money line favorite at minus 286, and the reason I chose him is he's the better striker simply just because um he averages about 4.3 strikes per minute versus uh mickey gal's 2.2 strikes per minute um and the fact that he's a better takedown defense or perry has a better takedown defense than uh gal has takedown accuracy so perry has a 70 percent takedown defense while Gal has a 38% takedown accuracy. So basically what you're seeing here is Perry, who I believe is only actually one year older than Gal, has better strikes per minute, so he's inflicting more damage on Gal while they're standing and just exchanging blows. And he will keep Gal on his feet because Gal won't be able to take him down as efficiently as, say, somebody else. How do you feel about this? I know you didn't really have a take on this, but hit me with it. Yeah, Chris, I actually, I actually like your take because, uh, as we see in these UFC fights, when it goes to the refs, it goes to the scorecards. It all comes down to those significant strikes. Those significant strikes are what's going to win you that. Because those refs, there's, there's no fans in the in attendance to be like, ooh, ah, when you see one crazy hit to lead the the refs to be like, oh, this guy got bloody. But this guy got knocked real bad, and the affairs were crazy. We, we had to lean towards it. And we're looking at those significant strikes, and we've seen in the past time and time again, those significant strikes lead towards the win. And with Perry being the better striker, and then his takedown defense being 70%, it's, it's, it's hard not to back Perry in this one. I like your take on this one, Chris. Thanks, man. All right. Uh, how about you break down the next one for us? Uh, it was originally uh, Ian Heinzik. Excuse me, I don't know how to say his name. Or and Brendan Allen, and uh, Ian actually got replaced by a new fighter. Why, why don't you uh, give us that segue real quick? 
Yeah, so Brett announced we're fighting uh, Dalskis. Uh, let me pull up his full name for everybody real quick. So yeah, he, he's gonna be fighting. He's gonna be fighting Kyle Dalskis. Uh, so Kyle Dalskis is uh, he's making his USA deb- debut on one week notice. Now, Chris, that's to me. He's lucky there's no fans there. Well, this is this this will be even more daunting. Uh, making a USA de- debut on one week notice. And let me let me lay these numbers on you, Chris. Fighters on one on just a week notice have lost sixty three percent of the time. So that's 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 already in our favor to look at Brandon Allen. Yeah, right. And you see you see fighters making their debut win eight percent of the time. You, you you combine those numbers, it's so hard for me to lead to lead Dowskis. Yeah, Dowskis has the reach. But it's only one inch. It's not significant. It's nothing crazy. So for me personally, I like Alan Kerr a lot. And it's it's minus three forty five. So you can see there's a lot of favor toward him based off the sports books. Um, so for me, I would put it more as a parlay piece. But I know you might have a different opinion on this one. But oh, I, I like I, I like Alan. The numbers just the numbers just speak his his way. Oh, I do, buddy. I do. All right. So let me break this down for you real quick. So Dauskas is a southpaw fighter. And he has a reach advantage. While slight, it still is an advantage. I mean, there are a lot of things stacked against him. Um, just due to the one-week notice and he's making his debut. But I, I, I like this kid a whole lot. I mean, he is fighting an orthodox fighter. So he does carry an advantage there while he is a southpaw. Um... Other things are, he has a reach advantage while it is only one e- one inch. Um, he also has the, the strikes per minute advantage. He lands 4.53 strikes per minute compared to Allen's 2.62. I mean, if we're talking about significant strikes, he's landing about two more strikes per minute than Allen. You know? Um, and while he has that reach... If that reach plays a big part in the fight, Allen's best bet is to go for the takedown. But Dowskis has a 90% takedown defense. Um, pretty impressive. Yeah, which, which is very impressive, actually. So that, that might force Allen to stand in uh, box with him, you know? So another another big thing for me is while uh, Dowskis' uh, past nine fights haven't been with the been with the UFC um, the past eight of nine have ended in submissions so I mean man's is cap- capable on the mat you know five of those nine fights ended in darsh chokes and three of them ended in rear naked chokes only one of those fights went to decision and he's won all of them um, so I mean so then Chris you, you, would, you would look at possibly the profit of Dalskis by submission or TKO um, yeah, here. yeah. I mean, here. I do like that a lot. I do. I I think that's not the the worst bet you could take. I'm, but I'm also, as you said before, it's his debut, and it's only on one week's notice, which is a little scary to me. But one last thing, yo, your boy is also from fucking Philly, and you know he's got to represent, yo, Northeast Philly. You know what he's about. Hey, I, you know what he's hey, about. I, I can't. I can't. It's hard. To, it's hard to bet against the homeboy, uh, both of us being from uh, Philly, Philly area. But at the same time, I always back my my Philly teams, Chris. I back my Philly teams, and what do they do? They always hurt me. They always. Oh, hurt me. Man, I know. So I know it's, it's scary. It's a I, tough. 
I know it's scary, man. I'm I'm just it's saying. Tough for me to take. I I I I'm back in Dauskas in this fight, even though he's such of an underdog. Um, I I like the odds. I I seen Allen is at minus three forty five, but I really like Dauskas in this. Um, you know, you gotta have one of those guys on on your card, you know. I totally agree, and something we might see, Chris, on this one is we see a lot of underdogs because there's a lot of novice guys out there with not with no basketball, no football, no baseball, no hockey, betting these UFC, and we a lot of people love to root for the underdog. We're, we're the type of people who like to see the the, the guy who's who's thought as not going to win, has no chance to upset and and be the victor. So I think we could also see this outline possibly even fall at my, from minus 345 to give us a better number. So it might not even hurt a little bit to wait and see. But I, So we'll just have to wait till we see these guys do get out on the mat because we clearly both like the other the opposite fighter. Yeah, that, that is true. Now, um, so for our next fight, uh, GN and Maurice Green, uh, I didn't see you had a had a really strong take for that. Should I just leave this one off? Yeah, Chris. I mean, for me personally, I just, there wasn't a lot of see, a lot of things I liked on the UFC card here. I see you. I see you. You like a lot of things on the UFC. So tell me about this one. I, I do like to bet UFC heavy, but um, for this one, honestly, I kind of am trying to stay away from this one. I, I really think I really see this fight going either way. Um, so for Green. He just, um, he doesn't have as much experience fighting in the UFC as Gian does. I mean, 28 fights to Green's 13. While the weight advantage goes to Green, I mean, he has 50 pounds on Gian. But um, this could play in Gian's favor as because... Green's average fight time is only six minutes and thirty seconds, where Gian's is about ten minutes. So you could see Maurice Green tire out a whole lot quicker than Gian does, and there you can see you could see Gian win, come off the win with this. And um, I mean, both of these guys are coming off losses. Gian with one, and Green with uh, the last two fights were losses. And uh, I really can't pick a pick a favorite in here. Uh, the odds right now are in Green's favor. I think they were uh, minus two hundred, but uh, I'm not comfortable betting either side here. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll move on to the next one. <laughs> Before the vote, Chris, I, I like your stat that you picked out of their average fight time. Of but as you can see, their average fight times have stated. They, don't, they never reached the full 15. Yeah. Or get really anywhere close. Vellante's under 11 under 11 Green's not even Green's not even close to 10 minutes. So for me personally, I would possibly look at this fight not going the distance if you don't really have a fan of the side here and you just want to see someone get knocked the fuck out. Yeah, dude. I, yeah, I mean, I guess that is a good bet. I didn't really think of it like that. I was just trying... For MMA, uh, UFC stuff, I kind of just try to pick a winner. But... That's definitely an option here. Uh, these fights, these heavyweight fights like this, just don't go the distance. And uh, I'm actually going to side with that uh, to not go the distance today. 
or not today, but for uh, next week. All right, so this next one. Alright, so in this fight, I like Lad, shout out, or sorry, I like Aspen Lad to go the distance against Sarah McMahon. Shout out the Lad family, Nick Lad. He's my boy, he's my roommate. They're not related, they just share the same last name. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I like her to win and maybe go the distance though. Um, of reason is uh, she has the advantage in age. So she is a age. She's younger by five years than Sarah McMahon, and I'm not exactly sure of the statistic, but I know that she typically, or I mean, the younger fighter like that will typically win. Ethan, do you know the stat on that? I'm looking up right now. All right, let me let me continue. Let me continue. Where you continue breaking down this matchup? So, um, she holds the advantage with a five point two two strikes per minute compared to Sarah's 2.39. So, I mean, she she will outstrike her opponent. And if it goes the distance, she'll definitely win if she's outstriking her opponent. The thing she has to do is her uh, grappling is not quite as good as Sarah McMahon's, so she'll have to keep the fight standing up in a boxing match to get this dub she can't be submitted here if she wants to win obviously but uh there was no line yet for this one but i'm taking aspen lad to take the dub here yeah chris so i, I like her take with aspen lad especially now you say she's five years younger and the statistics the younger beats the old by 61 percent yeah so six, 61 percent you're, you're walking away with money on, on, on if you if you bet every time and the fact that she's a better striker per minute, I'm I really like Lad in this one, Chris. I think you, I think you might have found a really good, a really good fight to bet on. Yeah, I mean, if she just keeps her standing upright and uh, just, just outboxes her like, as she, as she should, uh, not getting taken down and, or anything like that, she should win. So I mean, I like that a lot. Um, I, I don't actually have the numbers for her takedown defense or McMahon's takedown percentage right now but um, that's something you as a listener could look into and uh, I think this one could be a a winner here so uh, Ethan how about you break down the next two for me right now yeah so this next one we got Luis Pena and Cabo Worthen Chris let me just tell you this Luis Pena has the best uh, sports nickname in all of sport his nickname is Violent Bob Rock I love it. I love it. Like, it, it, it. It's hard to bet against a name just like that. But so I mean, but no, let's let's take out his nickname. Let's actually look at the numbers. Let's look at how they how both these fighters are. Pena has the age difference of seven years, so he's seven years younger. And like you just we just said in that last fight, the younger guy typically wins. So sixty three percent of the time, is if you're seven years younger, you're winning. That's a little over. So yeah, I, that's over half. So, and I, exactly, Chris. That is over. So I'm sorry to keep cutting you off, but that is over half exactly. And I see this fight also going to distance in this one, Chris. Uh, that's the way Payton likes to fight. Uh, and Payton right now is minus 280, which I think is a good spot. So I, 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 if we're just looking at picking a side, I would take Payton at money line minus 280. If you're looking more at props, I would go Payton to win by decision. Uh, there's no odds posted right now, but 
hated the majority of his matches he wins by decision. And I see the only way worthy winning is by TKO KO. So if you want to bet on the underdog and you want to bet and you don't, you don't, you, you're literally worried about the, what you, instead of betting the money line, you want to bet a prop bet. I would go by win TKO KO for worthy. But my pick here is Pena, not just because of his nickname, but uh, he's he just a better fighter, uh, in my opinion, and he's seven years younger. It's hard to take it. It's hard to take him. It's worthy. I, I like that just going off of the age thing. Um, yeah, that I mean, that's a hard bet to beat. I'm taking the the Pena to win minus two eighty here. So, uh, tell me about the the Tanner Bozer and the Felipe Lins fight. The, yeah, this is a heavy so, one. This is a heavyweight one, right? On I'm sorry, Chris. Go ahead. This is a heavyweight one, right? Yeah, Chris. This is a heavyweight fight, uh, which we know typically doesn't end in a decision. Uh, but I'm not looking at what, how it's going to end, uh, how it, where it's going to end. I'm looking at who's the money lines here. And we see a trend with this card. There's a lot of younger fighters versus a lot of older fighters. Bozer is the younger fighter by six years. Uh, and he, the younger fighter by six years with 62% of the time. But, but besides being younger, Bozer has the reach by four inches. And if your fighter has a reach advantage over 3.5 inches, he wins 67% of the time. That's well, a crazy stat. Pretty, the numbers are, are leading Bozer's way. And then both these guys are pretty green to the UFC scene. And, and like, big on the UFC uh, roster. Where Lins is 0-1 and lost to Tom lose in the late... He lost in the late rounds. But he also recently fought. He fought in May. So it hasn't been that long ago since he's actually seen Lins on the mat. Where Bozer is 1-1, losing his most recent match in December. So this game is a pick uh, but I side with Bozer. Uh, he's got the age, the reach, and Linz has fought recently, so he hasn't had much time to, for, uh, for, to get a good, solid camp under him to really uh, focus on Bozer's tactic style. Uh, Bozer's minus 110 right now. I could, I could see Bozer, he's currently the underdog in the pickup, with uh, Linz being minus 120. But I could see Bozer here becoming the favorite as more and more people Look at their betting for the UFC match for the UFC card this, this weekend. Okay, I, I like Bozer a lot here as well. Just off of the reach advantage, I love reach, especially for heavyweight fighters, just because one solid heavyweight punch can really just end a fight. Uh, I like that a lot, along with um, how recent Linz's last fight was. I mean, that that's a... Those are hard numbers to beat. I, I'm I'm Bozer here, big time Bozer. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's he, he, it's not like he, he he fought around and knocked a guy out. He fought three grueling rounds in May where he just he lost he lost in the late rounds. He didn't have in the heavyweight fight. He didn't he just didn't have that stamina to keep up with to keep up with it to really keep his pressure momentum they had in that first round. Yeah, Chris, I really like Bozer here. I think, like I said, the numbers speak his way. Now, break down this last fight that we that you looked at on the UFC card of Sean Woodson and Kyle Nelson. All right, man. So here, between Sean Woodson and Kyle Nelson, I think Woodson will show up strong in this fight. This is crazy, okay? He's a 7-inch reach advantage over Nelson. God damn. I'm saying 7 inches. I'm, I might have to... to uh, I might have to look that one up right now. Um, 
just because that sounds so crazy. I, I wrote I wrote that down in my notes, but that just sounds too crazy for it to to be real. Uh, let's go print. I mean, if he's got seven trees, I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking Woodson all the way. Is it like I, I stated that over, a fighter reach a minimum over three point five inches with sixty seven percent of the time, but seven inches, you get, that fighter probably wins a close to hundred percent. Damn. Um, excuse me, real quick. I'm I'm just looking this up really quick. Uh, this. Electricity. This fight's on the prelim, correct? Yes, yes. I I believe this. Yeah, yeah. This is a prelim. So yeah, yeah it's it's a, it's a seven inch reach advantage, which uh, that that just seems like too crazy for me. Seven inches. He's got like a like you can't come in with a foot of this man, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but anyway, on average, he lands five point two seven strikes per minute versus Nelson's. 2.73 okay so he has the reach on this man by seven inches and he averages more about three more strikes per minute okay okay maybe two two more strikes per minute than nelson does but here's the crazy thing his striking defense is at 70 percent versus nelson's 47 percent so if we're talking if this is just a boxing match I take Sean Woodson nine out of ten times. Like you're you're not gonna beat the the striking per minute and the striking defense here. On paper at least. So Nelson's best chance for the fight would be for him to take Woodson to the ground, which would be an extremely hard task as um Woodson's defense or his takedown defense is at eighty-five percent. So my, my biggest bet today, not my biggest bet, excuse me, but I really think this one is is solid in Sean Woodson's favor, honestly. Yeah, Chris, I have to agree with you here. I mean, the number, this, the reach. The, the numbers. The, the, the numbers to speak Woodson's way. Uh, I'm not going to be shocked if, the, if Woodson's the favorite to start, um, but... I think personally, you you might have talked me into a lock, Chris, in this in this in this battle with Woodson here. Uh, we're also fighting in the UFC Apex venue, which is in Las Vegas. Uh, this venue tends to be a smaller arena, uh, so it's gonna be harder for Nelson, even with even, even with uh, seven. Uh, Nelson, it's gonna be even harder for Nelson to get away from Woodson to kind of be able to make make some moves to try to get Woodson to be able to take him down with him being so far apart. And with Nelson, with Woodson having that reach advantage, seven inches—that's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I, I can't get over that. The man is—he like, can literally put his arm out and prevent Nelson from getting near him. Yeah, yeah, I, I had to double check that one. That that one was even too crazy for me. But yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Woodson in this one, man. Um, yeah, Chris. So so is that gonna be your lock for this this UFC card? No, but I think that's a parlay piece for me. I like Aspen Ladd a whole lot in, in this in this UFC part. I I, I like that. I agree with that, Chris. I, I like I like both of those. I'm all for your breakdown. Those are my two favorite, in my in my opinion. Yeah. For me, my locks. I like Pena a lot, but I, I just I I I I can see Worthy somehow getting the TKO there. Uh, yeah, that's really something like to worry about. 
I think my lock is probably going to be Bozer. I think he's he's got the age, he's got the reach. And Lynn's is coming off a gruesome match. I really like Bozer as my lock for this one. And then I know we disagree on this one, Chris, but I like Allen as my lock as well. Uh, just making her debut and only having a week's notice is, is so hard for a fighter to really prepare to get a good camp, a solid camp underneath it going into a UFC bout. I do like I, this main event though, Chris is gonna be a great one versus Poirier Hooker. It's I think it's it's I think we're gonna see some body blows, we're gonna see some crazy punches, uh, with some stumbles from some of these from both of these fighters. Yeah, and man. I think this this is a solid UFC card. Uh, before we move on to Fighting Island, which I know you and I are ecstatic about. It's gonna be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, do you have anything else to cover tonight? Because if you don't, I think that's it. No, Chris, I think I think we broke down quality, quality matches in soccer and quality bouts in UFC for all of our listeners to really find their their bets that they're looking for, their their best bad bets that they're looking for, where they can bring home the money and uh, keep rolling in that cash to keep betting more and more on sports. All right, man, I love it. Um, I guess uh, I guess I'll catch you next week this time. But uh, until then, everybody uh, stay safe um, and just keep doing your thing. Keep betting if if that's your if that's your stick. But uh, exactly, Chris. You have anything else to add, Ethan? Yeah, that's it. I'll, I'll see you next week for a full full match of soccer and UFC to break down. All right, man. Sounds good. I'll catch you later. Peace. <laughs>